You're listening to Sobriety with Ari Eastman. Hey, that's me. Well, hello, everyone. It is me, Ari. And I'm coming at you today on a Thursday instead of the usual Monday. And let me just say, it was one of those days where technology failed me. I I have a very contentious relationship with technology. I have obviously always used it because I've done video editing. I do social social media stuff. I'm, you know, doing this podcast. And it's like I normally can navigate it and figure it out pretty well. But I'm not like naturally gifted at figuring out things with technology. And then when something goes wrong, I'm not really good at problem solving. And instead, I just get really, really frustrated. So something went wrong. I've been having laptop issues and it's an old laptop. I assume that it's just doing what Apple does where it just eventually dies so that Steve Jobs can take your money from the grave. Um, So I had like a file get corrupt and then it couldn't transfer anywhere. And and none of this is exciting to you. But uh, I just basically said to myself okay just let it go and you'll just record it you'll just re-record a new episode and you'll put it out when you can put it out and then now I'm doing this with a different microphone it's my stand-in microphone while I figure out what happened with the other one and um uh yeah you like all of this inside baseball is this really good content it's not but um yeah I'm actually sitting on my bed right now um recording with the this like portable microphone that I got um and it's the one I did with my mom, and it's it's what the one I've been using if I've been going other places. <sighs> Why am I still talking about this? You don't care. But yeah, so it feels weird to be kind of just like lounging in my bed, kind of sitting back. I feel like my uh, my tone is even a little bit different. I'm a little bit more relaxed, you know, chilling, getting ready for bed. Um. Anyway, hi. How are you? I hope you are having an absolutely wonderful week and if you are not having a wonderful week then maybe it's about to turn around now you know like maybe this first bit kind of sucked but something there's there's something in the air a change is coming and yes you've had a couple bad days and you've been feeling tired and you've been feeling worn out but you know what luck be a lady tonight it's about to change you're about to have the most incredible weekend of your life and if you've already been having a great time you might have a very average weekend you know life is always a uh, flipping and flopping ebbing and flowing if you will for those who are a fan of the bachelor and the bachelorette i recently was on chatty broads again which is a, a fantastic podcast by uh, becca and jess and uh, i filled in for jess while she was on vacation and recapped the latest Bachelorette episode with Becca and um, you know that was quite a doozy of an episode I'm not going to recap that here but uh, talking about what we talked about and the and the episode really made me think about toxic behavior and how hard it is but how important it is to be able to step back from a situation and assess when maybe you are the toxic one and I have been I have been a toxic person, I think, in people's lives. And it's something that is uncomfortable to talk about and it's something that's uncomfortable to think because you don't ever want to you don't want to be that person. I think for the ma- the mass f- for those of us who are not like psychopaths, like we don't want to be 
toxic. We don't want to hurt other people. We don't want to be the cause of pain. But when I was drinking and as my addiction really kind of took a hold of me, uh, I can pinpoint numerous times and probably numerous people who I hurt and, um, and people who ended up pushing me away. And I was so angry for a really long time uh, with friendships specifically, feeling like they abandoned me or they stopped loving me or them walking away from me was selfish of them. And those are classic, classic thoughts of, of, of the toxic person, of the person who is actually being the selfish one, who is being the narcissistic one. And, um, you know, it's not like I was screaming at people or yelling at people, but I would, I think, withdraw, I would pull away. And I think that was really hurtful to, um, to my friends. And I wasn't really there for other people because I was so wrapped up in feeding my addiction and kind of keeping it going and, and hiding it from the rest of the world. And, you know, that's not a that's not an excuse in that it justifies it, but it it does explain, I think, why or where I was coming from. And again, now that I'm in recovery, I can look back and see so many situations. And, you know, the thing is, and I've talked about this, I am, I'm not an AA and I didn't do the 12 step program. Uh, but I do know one of the steps is you make amends to those you've hurt. Uh, and with, but, but with a caveat, I believe of uh, you, if you, if it would hurt that person even more for you to reach out, um, then, you know, you, you don't necessarily make amends because then if it's going to hurt that person to hear from you then it's not even it's not really helping them and you don't want to you don't want to be in a situation where you're just continuing to hurt someone I had a friend who uh, made the decision to kind of end the friendship and you know it, it, it was it's something that you know I've cried over many many times and often wanted to reach out and and apologize and, and, and ask if we could work on the friendship and, and sort of want to prove and show how, how much I am the friend that they first loved again and, and how much I have come back to myself. But um, this person put a boundary in place and did walk away. So it's this kind of weird position where I talk to my mom about it and, and sometimes I think, yeah, I really do. I, I would love to reach out and I want to, I want to show, I want to show her, I want to show this person uh, who I am now. But then at the same time, you have to respect when someone walks away and you have to respect that decision. And it doesn't matter if I don't think I'm toxic anymore Maybe the memory of the pain I caused is too great. And maybe uh, me me coming back, me trying to contact, me s- trying to send a message or email or whatever would end up hurting her again. So um, it's a it's this it's a difficult place to be because I, you know, sometimes I want to reach out and other times I, I I'm afraid that that could be be disrespecting. So ultimately, I kind of, I kind of choose to not. 
and maybe that's the wrong decision. I don't know. I my my maybe maybe th- and maybe this is you know this podcast is a lot of me sort of just like kind of processing and verbalizing out loud my thoughts. But I don't know. There's this like fantasy I have, I guess, that she will. I don't know, listen to some of my podcasts or tune in or, or, or see something and realize, oh, wow, Ari's almost been sober for two years and and reach out and, and then we can establish a friendship again. But I also know that that's a little bit of a fantasy. And I believe she does know that I am sober um, because we did talk or we did communicate when I went into recovery. So, um, you know, you have to you have to let people go sometimes and it sucks because when you are better and you look back at the damage that you've done, it really sucks because you want to say, but I'm not that person. I'm not that Godzilla that did that. You know, that, that, that's, that's not me anymore, but it was me. And, uh, that's, that is the painful part of, of stuff we've done maybe during addiction or other, you know, other things we do have to live with consequences and sometimes those consequences are people you love put themselves first and they walk away from you because being around you is unhealthy for them. I used to sort of lie by accident I guess you could say because so often I was drinking and saying things that I didn't remember and I had this I had this super helpful habit of deleting all of my messages it was like some weird shame thing that I would do while I was drunk so I would literally delete my texts I would delete emails I would delete Facebook messages so a lot of times I would say things or I would commit to things or you know what whatever I would have like whole conversations with people and then the next day I would have no memory and I would have no no way to see what I even said so sometimes I was I would lie because I just didn't remember what I had said and uh it was not it was such a I mean it was so chaotic and I constantly felt stressed every time someone texted me every time someone called me I felt so stressed out because I thought I have no idea what this person is this going to be a good thing is this going to be a bad thing did I do something last night did I say something last night because sometimes I would just say wild shit for no reason and I don't know where it came from and I don't know why I did that I I just would blurt things out or message people sometimes I would like go into my dms and I I'm like why was I messaging these people just I don't know just straight I would just start like messaging every single person that I followed on Instagram just like you know any sort of story they post I start replying to every single dm you know like someone I sat next to my sophomore year of high school and I'm like oh my god why did I have a whole conversation with this person at uh, 1 a.m oh yeah that's right it's because I had just uh, finished like a bottle and a half of wine and uh, I got real chatty all of a sudden even though the messages never make sense and sometimes I would get caught in a lie caught in a lie by omission or just a straight up lie and I would I would lie about weird things not just little white lies I would just make up stories and I don't know if it was something I did when I was drunk 
I don't know why I even did it, to be honest with you. That's actually, that's something I need to explore a little more because I would just like tell stories or just make things up. But yeah, so sometimes I would get caught in a lie or I would get caught in something that I didn't remember doing. So then I would lie and I would shift blame. And I think that that's something that a lot of times people will do when they're in active addiction is you shift blame to other people, to other situations, because you're trying to pr- sort of protect this secret you have which is your addiction so you know in my case drinking it was like I never wanted people to know how bad it really was or how much it was consuming me so you know you shift blame you blame other people you lie you do musical chairs to keep everybody off your track essentially so uh, while I didn't really get into these I wouldn't necessarily say I got into like blow up arguments or really heated arguments with people that often. There was just a lot of kind of lying and um, you don't want to be friends with someone you can't trust and someone who's not reliable. So I I really I really do get that and I really understand. And, And like I said, I think we are for self preservation and protecting our own egos and our hearts. We don't want to admit when we are maybe the bad guy. And I know bad guy is kind of black or white, you know, and and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Things are nuanced. Things are complicated. We're not always just good or bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. But sometimes you do have to say, I was the bad guy in that situation. And my addiction, like I said, maybe it could explain behavior, but it was never okay and it was never a justification. And it was always on me, right, to to make sure I got the tools so that I could stop hurting myself and hurting other people because I was hurting other people by hurting myself too. And that's something too that I, I've heard sometimes people are like, oh, well, certain addictions, it's like, you know, if it's, sometimes people will justify like if you're doing something, oh, but I'm only doing it to myself. Um, addictions always hurt other people too. And obviously, I have so much empathy and so much compassion. And addiction is a disease. And it is something that we need to continue to break the stigma of because there is still such an idea of what it is and who it is and what it looks like and what it means and how it defines your character. And none of those things are true. And none of those things, there is no playbook, right? There is no one way it all looks. But we have to do the uncomfortable work of recognizing when, when when we sucked in a situation so that we can grow and we can be better. And um, yeah, I think I've just been thinking a lot about the times when I was that toxic person. And it sucks. It sucks to think about. And, um, you know, it's like when you have a, it, it's that it's that same feeling of when you have a an embarrassing moment or embarrassing thing happen and then it starts replaying and you have the anxiety of thinking about it over and over and over again except it's worse because this was something you did where you like hurt another person or you disappointed another person so it's like that icky embarrassed feeling but somehow 10 times worse (laughs) and I I I I try not to dwell in it because it's like that is my past but you do have to examine your past so that you can you know, make sure your present is the best and future you is even better. Because like I said, we're always growing. That's what we're always doing on this podcast. We're growing, baby. Um, But that's just a little bit of a little bit of what I've been thinking about. And um, I hope that friend of mine is doing really well. And 
maybe one day I'll reach out. Like I said, I never know if it's the right thing to do. Um, and I think because I did the wrong thing for many years, I'm really, I'm kind of feeling very almost like obsessed with making sure I do the right thing. And maybe that pressure is, is keeping me from, I don't know, from, from doing what I want to do. That's the thing is like doing the right thing, doing what I want to do, doing the best thing for everyone. I don't know what that, I don't know what that choice is, but (sighs) enough rambling because you know what? It's time for something that made me happy this week. It's my pink cloud of So, um, I saw Harry Styles over the weekend. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I went to my local coffee shop expecting to just get a latte. Maybe, you know, we get, get some expensive ass avocado toast from the food truck. And you know who I see? Mr. Fucking Harry Styles, which, so I do have a, I do have a skill I am very, very good at recognizing people and not just celebrities. I will recognize someone that I saw on Bumble one time and didn't swipe on. I will recognize someone from a Walgreens commercial. I don't know what it is, but I'm really, really good with faces and being able to place them. My mom and I have always kind of done this growing up. We would watch TV and be like, oh my God, that's blah, blah from that one episode of that one show 15 years ago. So I am... I'm very good at spotting people, and uh, and with COVID, <laughs> I've really I've really gotten to test my skills because I have recognized people with masks on. So um, I don't know how to monetize this skill, but if you have any ideas, please do let me know. But yeah, so we're standing there, and I look at this guy, and he's got a bunch of tattoos. He's got sunglasses on and a mask, and I'm thinking, you know, that kind of looks like Harry Styles. But I'm not super, super familiar with Harry Styles' like, thing. I don't know if I was a little too old, but I, I missed the One Direction thing. So um, I asked my roommate, I said, pull up, like, Google him right now and pull up pictures of his tattoos because I bet I can ID him from these tattoos. So she does. And we're looking at, I'm looking at these tattoos and I'm like, holy shit, that is not just someone who looks like Harry Styles. That is absolutely Harry Styles. And then (laughs) it takes an even crazier twist because I uh, am definitely addicted to social media and posting and creating online content. And you know what? Listen, we have to have our vices. I don't drink anymore, but do I uh, post too many TikToks? One could argue. So I made like a TikTok of me just sitting there you know, kind of with the with the uh, text to voice saying, when you realize you're sitting next to Harry Styles and you didn't fucking wash your hair, because I really had literally rolled out of bed that day. I didn't shower. I sure I was a grungy mess. And so I post that TikTok. And then uh, my roommate did take a video of him, which, you know, was it a little invasive? Maybe. But I googled it. And you are allowed to film people in public places. I do feel a little bit bad about it because I didn't know it was going to blow up the way it did. Because then, when I posted the TikTok, it blew the fuck up. And 
TikTok is crazy. TikTok's algorithms are crazy. So the video of me currently has 1.6 million uh, views. 1.6 million. And then the video of Harry Styles also has like multiple hundreds of thousands. And it was so crazy. My phone did not stop blowing up the whole day. And I really felt like oh shit I've like blown up his spot now I hope this is not a coffee shop he enjoys going to and uh part of the reason it was such a big deal I guess is because he had a mustache and I guess that's like global news I literally saw a couple day a couple days ago that e-news posted it and wrote a whole article like describing my experience that I posted on tiktok so that was that was absolutely crazy. I feel a little bad that I became an accidental Harry Styles paparazzi. Um, if I had known it would hit 1.6 million views, I probably still would have posted it. <laughs> because you know what? I do live for the online validation. Listen, I'm still an addict at heart, baby. Anyways, thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Sobriety with me, your host, Ari Eastman. I love you guys so much. Um, It's super, super helpful and appreciated if you have a minute and you go to Apple Podcasts and you leave a five-star rating and a review. It's helpful. It's appreciated. It's seen. And you are loved. All right. I will talk to you soon. Back on Monday. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye.